So, so I, I actually didn't know that Nietzsche was so controversial. I thought Nietzsche is quite popular these days. <laughs> yes, I think I think this idea about Nietzsche being controversial is actually a very interesting thing. I think his views should be controversial, but because people just want to be like emo and gothic like, that, and they want to be a rebel, that they just become Nietzsche and ignore basically every controversial thing they say. Like yeah. it's like David Hume, right? People don't uh-huh. give it; they, they don't care about David Hume because he doesn't give an idea of everything is permissible. I want to do everything. Uh-huh. Give me the will to power. And of course, this is not necessarily what Nietzsche is trying to say, but there's these ideas in Nietzsche that his 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 possible interpretation, let's say, of course, he shouldn't be interpreted that way, but his possible interpretation of nihilism, which makes him a very popular thinker because people want to approach or embrace this nihilistic idea to some degree and this self-creation of values. And as a result, people are willing to ignore his perhaps controversial parts in order to like maintain a view which is supposed somewhat consistent about Nietzsche's kind of, it's kind of like, we just want to serve ourselves. So let's just ignore all the bad things about Nietzsche and say, everything's all good. It's kind of like, oh my gosh, I, I think I'll get canceled if I use that example. I think I'll get canceled if I use any example, to be honest, but it's like, it's like kind of like how you support a movement, let's say, even though that movement is led by like absolutely stupid people. It's like, yes, it's self-benefiting you, but at the same time, it's like, it's absolutely stupid. It's kind of like the Nazis. Like they, some people probably knew that like scapegoating the Jews is horrible, but at the same time, they're like, oh, I'm a, I'm a German. I have blonde hair. I have blue eyes. This is going to help me a lot. So even though they don't like it, they still follow it and just tend to ignore every of the bad things that they're doing. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I want to go, go back to the scapegoat phenomenon slightly later, but just to follow up with what you're talking about right now, <laughs> I call those people like pacifist Nietzscheans. So <laughs> it's like they, they take everything from Nietzsche that they like and they just like pick them out. It's like, okay, I'm a Nietzschean right now. And w- without uh, sort of crit- critically examining Nietzsche's entire corpus and, and really trying to understand how each piece fits together, where are the tensions. And I think the parts where Nietzsche is being contradictory or, or, or I guess, saying things contrary to our common sense is, is the best place for us to understand his thoughts. Because I, I think Hannah Arendt talked about this perfectly. What we have to find in, in thinkers, in great thinkers, are, are the contradictions. And it is in their contradictions that the, that the experience behind their thoughts, the entire realm of I guess milieu and also what they really think can can compare out to us, and and I I think other than the pacifist Nietzscheans, there's also another type which is like unabashedly Nietzschean. So they 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 can use Nietzsche's thoughts to justify anything they do. It's like okay, I'm a jerk, but well, that's what Nietzsche said. I should be a jerk, so so it's fine. Yeah, I think I think the second part of it is very interesting. A part especially like I want to justify everything because. I, I fundamentally think that at the heart of society right now is a movement which wants to have ultimate freedom. Like if you look at the left and you look at the right, both of them are saying we want freedom. It's it's so similar, especially on Instagram. I know I only look at football on Instagram, but sometimes these things do get recommended to me. Is that you look at those left uh, Instagram posts, it's all like women should have freedom to do what they want with their bodies. And I think that that argument is completely crap. It's like horrible. But like, apart from the fact that it's a horrible argument, the core of them is saying, well, our personal freedom is the greatest driving force of our our actions, our lives. That's the left. And the right is like, 
well, we don't want to wear face masks. Let's get and let's like go and have COVID, even though we have like fifteen thousand cases a day because we want freedom. Let's get COVID, and who like who the hell cares? Let's not believe in the vaccines because we have freedom to do whatever we want. The right putting freedom at the core of their argument. You see, on both sides, they are clearly suggesting freedom, even if there are problems to it. So I think we are reaching a society or a point in society. We're reviewing freedom as the ultimate goal in reality, and we would use anything to justify our desire for freedom. 